Welcome to this edition of Coop Talk, where we discuss the sport of Coop. I am Evan Fitzgerald, and this is our fifth episode titled The U.S. Team Cup. This episode was recorded on April 20th, 2016, and is the first part of a Coop Talk session hosted by Coop United on our TeamSpeak server. If you are interested in joining live sessions for future broadcasts, then please hit like on our Coop United page on Facebook or follow us on Twitter. Then you can visit the Coop United channel on YouTube and listen to How to Set Up and Connect Coop United's TS3 Server. During this broadcast, Darren Finger interviewed U.S. National Championship Director Eric Anderson from Eau Claire, Wisconsin, about his latest idea for a team-based ranking called the U.S. Team Cup. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to Coop Talk. We have Eric Anderson on this week. Talk about a, a few topics. He's come up with a fair play standards document, uh, which ties into the U.S. Team Cup he's created. Welcome, Eric. Thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Yeah, this is great. So I'd mentioned that um, I think, I don't know if they go hand in hand. You created the U.S. Team Cup and then came up with a fair play standards document. Is the document something you've been meaning to do or is it because of the U.S. Team Cup? That's a good question. It hasn't really been something I've thought about before the Team Cup. I think it kind of came up um, in discussion with different people uh, when the whole Team Cup idea came about. And so somebody brought up over at St. Paul Coop Society, I actually came up with this. We were just talking one night on the phone or something, and they were like, you know, you could, you know, have something, you know, some sort of fair play or, you know, or things like that. And I thought, that's a, that's a great idea. You know, to kind of say, if you're going to be in this team cup, here's kind of the, the standards that we're going to put on ourselves as as competitors that are playing, just to make sure that we're, you know, playing the right way and that everybody has a fair, you know, a fair chance to play. Yeah, I got uh, got a copy of it up here. And yeah, a lot of it is probably common sense. There's some of it even I didn't, you know, some things you might not think about, like if someone's in casting a second coob that, you know, stand back behind the baseline. You don't want to uh, interrupt or bother someone that way, but yeah, it's good for everyone to read through. Yeah. And that's, and that's one that, you know, is somebody that directs a lot of tournaments. That's a comment that we've gotten from people is that it's kind of like two or three fold actually, is that when you know, you're in casting, sometimes people come up and they'll stand right next to the, well, not right next to the pin, but or the, the center line, but maybe, you know, a meter off or so. But if you're, more than a meter away, then you're starting to get closer to a meter, closer to or less than a meter to the adjacent pitch. If you're if you're two meters, if the pitches are two meters apart, so kind of it's, it's it's kind of twofold. It's kind of speed of play, um, so it doesn't slow anybody down on the opposite on the opposite pitch, the adjacent pitch. And at the same time, there's a safety issue too because if you're there, somebody's throwing a baton on the pitch next to you that could hit you. And then also, so many more people are starting to throw the coops from uh, from out to in. I just think it's easier, and I've heard from people that it's just easier if we just ask people to be back behind that baseline, go up and you grab that coob and hand it back to your opponent, and then they walk back, and you walk back, and then once everything's done, you guys just, you know, you come back on the pitch. So that was the idea behind that. Yeah, that completely makes sense. So that I guess that ties in, I mean, I guess, acceptable paces of, pace of play, um, you know, wait, this is a big one too, maybe after the defense sets up, the coobs that you wait for them to get behind the baseline before you start chucking the batons. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's, you know, that's where that's kind of a safety one or just, I guess, kind of courtesy both, you know, you don't want to be out there when somebody's throwing and vice versa. So 
and that doesn't happen a lot. You know, I don't think a lot of these things really happen all the time or even a lot, but it's just kind of like these fair play standards that if you're in the cup, then the idea is that you adhere by these those rules. People that aren't doing these, are, they're not doing it consciously, you know, to get no, an advantage or anything. Exactly. I think it's just coops get set up, you're zoned in, you, you make a throw. The other team might not have been really watching yet, but yeah, yeah. Good. Now I know I'm newer to Coop, but I know in the Coop Summit meetings I attended earlier this year, this UF, the Team Cup aspect came in. Uh, has this been talked about for many years? You know, we've we've talked about the kind of the tournament directors, I guess, if you will. Every year we, some of us get together and we'll talk and see what's going on and see what the trends are and see what issues are and you know how can we improve those types of things and seems like for the past maybe four or five years we've talked about some sort of ranking system or in you know planet Kube had something on their website in regards to the top teams in the nation and top teams in the world and different types of things and over the past couple of years people have talked about some sort of system where teams can be have a year-long ranking so um, I kind of myself I've kind of taken taken a step back from playing competitively a, a whole lot, especially outside of town here. And I just kind of have observed a little bit more and just talked to different people. And I think there was a lot of teams that were um, teams that played with each other the whole year. There's not a whole lot of opportunity for them to um, maybe get on a podium all the time um, to really compete at, you know, a certain level. Um, and so the idea was, how do we create a system to really engage them to to um, want to keep playing in tournaments and be competitive and compete? So maybe two teams that are in this cup, maybe they're never going to win a tournament. Maybe they'll never be on a podium, uh, but it's a big deal for them to maybe finish fifth or maybe finish tied for ninth or maybe, you know, or, or play another cup team uh, in a in a group play or in the classic system in round eight, you know, whatever it is to really give them the opportunity to have something to play for. And at the end of the season, you know, depending on how many teams we have, um, you know, they would be ranked, you know, one through, let's say, 15. If the first year, let's say we have 15 teams. And so at the beginning of the year, maybe they say to their teammates, hey, let's be a top four team in the country. Now, there's there's nothing wrong with people switching up partners and playing with different people at different tournaments. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, but I think it's, and the people I've talked to thought it was really good to try to provide something for teams that want to play as a team for the whole year and give them something to play for. Um, and then at the end of the year, maybe they say, hey, we were a top five team in the nation. You know, that's that's pretty cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, and then they, they go back to work and they tell their friends or their family, and then maybe next year they try to be a top three team. So that was kind of the premise behind it and the, the background. Sure, and I, you got the multiplier based on the size of the tournament, which makes sense. And yeah. obviously, there's a note too. This this is the pilot year, yeah. and you know everyone can give input as as we go. And yeah, yeah, and that's you know the whole the whole multiplier. There was you know there's different ways you could do it, and I and I thought about it a lot and talked to some people about it that were interested in. Uh, you know, one group that was really interested in this was the St. Paul Coop Society. I think they already have three or four teams that are in it actually, and. Um, so I talked to uh, people there a little bit here and there, and you know there's there's different options in regards to scoring tournaments. And you know, could you say, hey, you know, there's eight tournaments, you know, and then you have to play in five of these eight or four of these eight. There's another option to be, okay, let's let's weigh these tournaments based on um, maybe past history of how big they are. Or, you know, I've always heard people 
and I have in you know in the beginning of the in the years and even recently I've thought you know Rockford's kind of a big one in the spring, Eau Claire's big in the in the summer, Des Moines was big in the fall, Minneapolis big in the in the winter. Maybe you weigh those a little bit more, and then the more I start thinking, I'm like, well, if California gets a tournament and they got you know 40 teams out there, who are we to say here in the Midwest that that shouldn't be ranked just as high as a 40 team tournament in uh, Appleton or Des Moines or Minneapolis or Eau Claire. So the idea was that we'll treat all tournaments equally with that. And that if you've had a tournament uh, in its second year or, or older, that um, you'd be eligible to be a U.S. Team Cup tournament, if you will. And based on the size of your tournament, uh, you would where you finish, you'll get more points. Yeah, that's awesome. And there's a 11 teams signed up so far. Hopefully we can yep. get that number up. And um, did, did you have in mind uh, like a cutoff date or does it not matter? I think next year it will matter. So that's, I think the intent would be is that hopefully by the beginning of the, of the calendar year that would need to be signed up and that after this first year, people will know about it and they'll get excited about it. And the last tournament on the list, maybe it would be like in, October, November, but maybe teams wouldn't even play in that, so they'd be thinking about the next year. So this uh-huh. year, the I was thinking initially that we would we would cut it off before the um, before the Chippewa tournament in a couple weeks, just so uh-huh. people know and have that up and going. So that's something I think I we'd like to get out and just let people know that you need to be signed up by then. At the same time, we realize that not everybody knows that this is happening yet, so we don't want to anybody out that maybe want to be part of it so right i don't know maybe to think of a date maybe maybe we can decide <laughs> here tonight we can pick a date right. but maybe sometime in may or maybe it's may 1st or second week in may or something for a team to have to sign up so yeah yeah because yeah there's a, yeah, a couple of tournaments coming up that count for it but yeah i was wondering like this first year it doesn't uh-huh. matter maybe it could be yeah rockford area which is the middle of may or uh-huh. um like you said next year it makes sense to have it before the low pit right yeah yep because part of it too is you know i was talking um, i was talking to so the girly goods you know um steve and chris and Eric. one thing they they've mentioned is like it would be awesome for us to be able to play another cup team in a tournament and we and we know we're both cup teams and now that, you know, that match has now gotten to be just a little bit more worth something for them. Um, so it'd be nice to have teams already signed up for the next round, of, you know, before the spring tournaments really kick in. So Yeah, no, I agree. This is great. No, I mean, it's, you have to play in four tournaments. Your team has to play in four tournaments and the player has to play in at least three tournaments. So then your four best scores of those tournaments are, um, ranked. Um, my hope is that somebody out there would like to sponsor this in in the future, maybe starting next year. Um, I could see uh, somebody or a company or somebody sponsoring it and then just taking it over and doing the work. And, and my hope is that we'll, we'll have the first year done and we'll have a lot of the things wrinkled out, have it ready to go where it'd be just kind of an Excel spreadsheet or something. And as teams finish in, in a tournament, they would contact the facilitator of it and um, you know maybe it's and i'm just throwing this out there's no pressure on you know jp or anything right but maybe it's the jp backyard games u.s team cup or something you know to help sure. people get their word out and i don't think any of us would have a problem if 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 somebody's doing it to name it after you know what their connection is with with coom so yeah, yeah. Um, just kind of an idea so, right but yeah, if anybody has any questions let me know fire away jesse 
The next speaker is Jesse Frame from Kalamazoo Coob. Well, so Eric, if, if we sign up for the the Team Cup, we're going to have to use that same team name in all the tournaments that we're in, correct? That's the intent, yeah. Okay, because yeah, I like I'm I'm playing with one guy who would be on my cup team, and another person who's not on my cup team. We're playing a Settlers Baton in Ohio, but for nationals, we're bringing two teams, and I'm probably not playing on the Settlers team, so then that wouldn't count towards the Coop the the T, the Coop Cup then, right? Right, because nobody you can't have anybody on your team in a tournament score points. So if you so if if you had like a, a three three people signed up for a tournament or on your cup team and a fourth player joined you for a tournament, then you wouldn't be eligible to get points for that for that tournament. Or if you played with three people and the and one of the three wasn't on your cup team. Correct. Yep. Gotcha. Okay. The next speaker is Matt Doan. All right, so you might answer this question, but you're saying they have to play in four tournaments. Are and you said that those you said that each tournament in the, each of the seasons you were talking about, they were all kind of the bigger ones. You know, they would count for a little more. Is there going to be something to go with that? Because I know like Phil's tournaments that he throws. I mean, they're up here; they're big, but not yeah. many people yet have gotten to them. You know, and yeah. I want to know if that would count or not. You know what I mean? Yep, that's a great question. If and if people go, I, we, I should say this: if you go to WisconsinCoop.com, there's a U.S. Team Cup. Click on that on that site on the bar on top, and all the information is on there. And that's a really good question. And so the way it's set up this year, and again, we're I'm open to any ideas or suggestions or anything as the year goes. But a tournament has to have at least 14 teams uh, to be eligible to get points for it. So. Uh, Ely, Minnesota, for example, this was their second year, so they were listed as a as a as a team cup tournament. But I think they only had like 11 or 12 teams, so that would have not allowed. So if a team would have went up there and played, then they weren't allowed to get points from that. You need to have at least 14 14 teams. Yeah, so Matt, I put a link at the bottom down there in the chat. You can go check out all the rules. I've got all these pages bookmarked. <laughs> yeah. And so, and so the idea was, you know, the, the 20 to 31 team tournament, that seems like, again, this is just a pilot year. And uh, um, I mean, if, you know, however teams finish, they finish and that's, that's how they'll finish. And we'll, you know, hope, our, our hope is to have some awards and trophies and that for these teams at the end of the year. Um, but it seemed like the 20 to 31 team category, if you will, was, is kind of like the the baseline or the average right now within within Coob in the in the US. So that's a multiplier. Yeah. If you win that tournament, then you get one hundred points. Uh for smaller tournaments, fourteen to nineteen teams, the point seven multipliers. You multiply all those numbers by by point seven. So if you won that tournament you would get seventy seventy points. All the way up to uh, let's say the low bet was sixty four teams, I believe this year, if I'm not mistaken. So they would be in a 64 to 95 category. So their multiplier would be 2.5. So if you won that tournament, you get 250 points based on the fact there is that many more teams than tournaments with the 1.0 multiplier. I probably just confused a ton of people, but it's on the website. On the website for people to yeah, it goes up equally by the size of the yeah. tournament. The, the the hope too is that this encourages some teams to travel even one more tournament. You know, and if if a team wants to sign up and they have to find a way to play that fourth tournament and 
you know, perfect example of here in Eau Claire is, is Kubitz. You know, I don't want to pick on Kubitz. A lot of them are my good friends, um, but they haven't really traveled a whole lot, uh, but they signed up. So, you know, hopefully two or three of them will get in the car one day and, and travel to Casson or travel to Beloit or travel to Rockford or travel to Des Moines or wherever it is, you know, play in their fourth tournament. And, and in addition, the hope is that this maybe generates some more coop tournament activity. We can always use more in Wisconsin, obviously, <laughs> but uh, but we do have half of them, I think, in the country right now. So maybe it, it you know gets people wanting to, to start a second one either within their community or maybe you know half an hour or hour outside of their community in a different community. So but we're not short of any tournaments here in Eau Claire, but um, at the same time too, I you know I can see this turning into okay, you know if Eau Claire has six, the Chippewa Valley has six or seven tournaments, let's say. Maybe they're not all eligible on there, you know. Maybe we only allow four or five or three or something within a within a community or something. So. Yeah, I think definitely. Hopefully this year, but long term, yeah, this stuff's you know maybe make certain teams maybe go to one or two more tournaments so they do qualify. But if anybody has any suggestions, any ideas, anything, I've talked to you know quite a few people, but if anybody has any more ideas or anything, just please. Send me an email at wisconsincoob at gmail.com and be more than happy to talk to you about it or if you have any questions or anything. But right now, maybe I'll just list out the team names real quick that we got. Is that, is that cool? That yeah, right? definitely. So we got 99 Problems, but a bridge ain't one. That's from Eau Claire. Uh, Berserkers from Nimrod, Minnesota. We have King Coon from Hartford and Cedarburg, Wisconsin. We have Kuba Trubas from Minneapolis and West St. Paul. Kubits from Eau Claire and Chippewa. We have Lumber Tumblers from Eau Claire and Minneapolis. We have Pitch Perfect from Eau Claire. We have Ringers from Eau Claire. We have Shin Busters from Minneapolis and Eau Claire. We have Scooby Dudes from St. Paul. And then we have Strike Without Warning from Roscoe, Waukesha, and Elberon. So, and I think there's going to be at least one or two more teams that I know of from Eau Claire that are going to sign up. And hopefully um, some others will as well. So. So Matt, yeah, you're asking about how many? Probably be teams of three or more, right, Eric? Or, or can you have two? Yeah. At, yeah, you could have two. I mean, you, you couldn't play in a you wouldn't you wouldn't score in a three person team tournament then. Right. Um, so you so yeah, two. Matt. It, it most of the teams are three or four. I don't think any of them are two. All right, that yeah. makes a lot of sense. It just it would make it harder for like say Phil and I wanted to sign up. We're pretty much the only two people up here that play religiously like that. Though we're slowly brainwashing people into the cult yeah no you definitely could go and play it at, at you know the, the minimum number three two-player tournaments uh you know if you play together at nationals you wouldn't be able to get points but you could definitely play there's no rule against two it's just some of the tournaments are three like lopet was the national yeah you just have to you have to plan it out better like uh for us that travel because I, I i'm playing in four of these tournaments but in only two of them am i playing with the same team members and the same team name what I like about this too is that it's, you know, we have every, we have my daughter's team is on their pitch perfect. So her, Claire, and Josie are playing. So they're all 12 years old. And we, right now, I think, uh, I think Dave Elbringer is the oldest and he's you know, 70 or 71. We have players that are, have only been playing a year or two. And we have people that have been playing for, you know, uh, eight or nine or more years. So I think it's a, it's a great, it's almost like a cross section of, of the coup that we have right now 
So that that's really encouraging to, to see that. So, And we're the only team that have players from three different states. I think you are correct. Yeah, yeah that's true. I mean, yeah, then we have we have teams that are from one one city, and then we have teams that are from several, and we are more than one in years from three different states. So that's um, that's exactly what our intent was when I talked to different people, and when I had this idea was to put together something that was for for everybody um, that wanted to. And we're not taking anything away from anybody. If you know, if a team can't be in it because they just they don't have a team that that's that's fine you know i mean we just wanted to create something um for people that want to play with the same people uh, four or more times a year so yeah and if it's something that you're close to this year maybe yeah maybe you make plans next year to be in it yeah exactly exactly that, that's that's what i'm thinking i'm sitting here thinking okay i gotta plan better next year to make sure there's there's no um you know goofs with my scheduling or who i'm playing with so i can make sure that, that we have the cup and as Dano would say, I'm not sure if Dano has a mic hooked up tonight. He's always in here talking about the hardest thing about Coop is following it from afar, not knowing who's on what team or, you know, that they're playing under this name or they're split up. And this provides a lot of incentive for you to play as a team together throughout the year, which for people like me and Dano and people out there that follow through the Internet will make it a lot easier to follow the tournaments and know who's there and, and what's going on. And hopefully moving forward, I, I just put together a tourney results page on Coop United, which we haven't really advertised out there yet. We're going to, and then working on some things, hopefully with uh, with the spreadsheet that Chris Hodges created to maybe you know, live cast some results through a spreadsheet so to get so everyone can be involved. And if you can't make yeah, and that's a that's a great point about the I think the consistency of team names. Again, there's there's nothing wrong with, with individuals or teams you know, changing up their team name all the time that's that's fine you know that's that's that, that that's fun um but it's also fun to kind of follow teams and, and know who the players are on those teams and see how they're doing and um, know who you're playing against that adds i think to the to the crew community as well definitely when the vikings ruled Thank you for listening to this episode of Coop Talk brought to you by Coop United. If you like what you heard, then please share this with your friends. You can follow us at Coop United on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, or check out our homepage at www.coopunited.com. Check out our next episode where we discuss with Eric about what changes are coming to his U.S. National Championship Tournament. Come with me.